Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Hey, welcome into another episode of the Fat Guy Podcast. I'm the Fat Guy. Most people call me Brett Mason. I appreciate you listening today. Whether you are um, well on your path to a ketogenic diet and you're losing weight and you're uh, trying to look for inspiration, information, confirmation, those type of things, welcome. And if you're new and looking for information, uh, welcome to you as well. Um I'm a person who's lost about 125 pounds on a ketogenic diet. That comes after a lifetime of being overweight. Uh, I think I started getting fat when I was around five or something. I was very large in high school. And um, I don't think there was ever a month that went by in my entire life that I didn't weigh more than I weighed the month before. So uh, being able to, I mean, even being able to stall that trend was a victory. But to be able to take 125 off. Uh, it's quite a victory, and uh, the ketogenic diet has been the easiest way that I've ever seen. Still have some weight to lose, but I love sharing my story and helping people. And I encourage you to follow me across uh, the various forms of social media: Fat Guy Podcast on Instagram, Fat Guy Podcast on Facebook, and of course on Twitter as well. I'm not as active on Snapchat as I used to be, but it comes and goes in phases. Sometimes I'll post everything I eat every day, all the time. <laughs> And then other times I just uh, get where I, I don't. But you should add me on there, especially if you're curious about what a guy that's lost 125 pounds eating keto eats. One quick disclaimer before we get into this whole issue of um, you know water weight loss versus fat weight loss versus, versus getting on the scale and what all that means. Uh, I'm not a doctor. I don't have any medical training. I'm not qualified to give you medical advice or weight loss advice, uh, advice specific to you. Um, you should always consult with a doctor, and I encourage everybody to do that. Anything that I say in this podcast is strictly me relating my own experiences or things that I've learned that apply to me. It is no way intended to be specific dietary uh, or health advice for you. So one of the most challenging things about losing weight, and look, I've been on a serious weight loss journey since 2013, and it's now uh, 2018. As a matter of fact, it was about five years ago exactly that I started, almost to the month. And I started with a with a pill or a, or a powder, actually. And I had a little bit of success, but of course that eventually stopped working and it didn't address the problem. And, and look, do yourself a favor. Skip the trial and error. Save yourself some money. Don't try the pills and potions. Just suck it up and start trying to eat and live right. You're going to suck at it in the beginning. You're going to fail. You're going to learn things on the way. And that's the greatest piece of advice I could give anybody is to, to never look at your failures with weight loss as failures. They're learning experiences. Always look back and evaluate what happened, what went wrong, and learn from that and move forward. Um, you didn't magically learn how to eat wrong. That took you years and years of eating wrong and damaging your body and ruining your metabolism and causing insulin resistance and all these things uh, that developed and it's it's going to take you some time to reverse that learn a new way to eat 
Learn a new way to live. So don't beat yourself up over failures. The only reason you should ever beat yourself up over failures or setbacks is that you don't learn from them and continue to press forward and take that information and be even better next time. Um, the question comes up about about weighing and weight and the scale and how important it is. So I've gone through different phases of my my weight loss. Um, for probably two, three years or something like that, I weighed religiously every single day. I can go pull up my graph on my fitness pal and you can see where I lost like 60 pounds. You can see where I got injured. I gained all those 60 pounds back. You can see where I lost 80 pounds. You can see where I had some issues that I won't get into and I gained like 20 or 30 of those pounds back. And then you'll see where I got on a ketogenic diet and dropped down to losing 125 pounds. And how that's fluctuated up and down, uh, you know, several pounds up, down, up, down over the past little while. And um, I think it's helpful in a way as long as you understand it. As long as you know what to expect when you get on the scale. So if you're going to weigh every day, here's what you need to do. You can weigh yourself every day, but you don't beat yourself up over the daily fluctuations. You can weigh yourself every day. And then on the seventh day, you want to add all those weights together. And then you want to divide them by seven to get a weekly average. And that's going to be your weight for that weigh-in. And then you do it again for seven days. And add those next seven days together and divide them by seven to get a weekly average. And track your weekly average. That's the most accurate weight loss you can do. There's an app for that. I used to use it. Um, I can't think of what it's called now because I haven't used it in a long time, but it'll do that for you. So you weigh every day and you put your weight into the app and it automatically gives you a rolling average. So, um, it helps take the whole fluctuation thing out for you. I think it's called happy, happy scale. I think it's what it's called. Happy scale. Um, and I loved that app for a while. I now have uh, a scale, my a scale that I weigh on every day automatically feeds my information electronically into my phone and it automatically does all that averaging and stuff for me and gives me all kinds of other stats and tracks body fat percentage and water percentage and lean muscle mass and bone and all that. So I, I don't have to do that manually anymore. But I used that Happy Scale app for a long time, and I really loved it. So I'm assuming it's still out there. I haven't used it in a while, but I highly recommend it because it'll take the daily fluctuations out of it for you so you don't beat yourself up over them. So let's let's talk let's talk technical s- stuff. You know, let's talk some facts. Let's talk some, some what's going on. So there was a guy who fasted for 300 and I believe 89 days. It was 380 something days. So that's like a year and a month or something. And he lost 200 plus pounds. I don't remember the exact number. It was over 200 pounds. He lost over half his body weight. He was a very large guy. So he fasted. He didn't eat. Um, he lost um, about three quarters of a pound of fat a day, somewhere between a half and three quarters of a pound of fat a day. And that was eating zero. He didn't eat anything, nothing for 389 days. He did not eat one single calorie. <laughs> okay. He drank water and a few times they had to get him on electrolytes because his electrolytes dropped. 
but not a single calorie did he eat. So that's extreme. That's the most extreme form of weight loss you can do. And he lost between a half and three quarters of a pound a day. Now, if you're modifying your eating so that you're eating differently, and that's what's happening on a ketogenic diet, you're naturally going to be less hungry. So it's kind of a way of calorie restricting without counting calories. So you don't really count calories. You just try to hit your macros, try to keep your protein and fat up there, and you make sure that you don't eat the carbs. And you'll just naturally calorie restrict. That's one reason that keto works so well. But you're still going to be eating food. So while you will wind up at some kind of a calorie reduction, um, you know, it's nowhere near uh, fasting and eating zero for 389 days. And uh, I've tracked, I tracked my weight loss religiously. I think about the first eight, seven, eight months I was on keto, I tracked it religiously and kept doing averages. And I was averaging about a half a pound a day of weight loss. Um, and I was steamrolling. So it's nothing like that now, but the first eight months was like that. So <clears throat> that's about the best you can do. So I want you to put that in perspective. So Especially when you first start keto, you'll drop a lot of weight. Now, I've worked with people that have lost 16 pounds the first week. I believe I lost 8 pounds my first week. But I'd say that's pretty normal. Losing anywhere between 5 and 15 pounds the first week is normal. You are not losing 5 to 15 pounds of fat. You're just not. It's Most of that is water. <clears throat> so the thing that fluctuates the most daily in our bodies is water. Your body holds and retains water for reasons and then when those reasons don't exist it'll release a lot of water and this is a this is a daily evaluation for your body. Every day your body evaluates how much water it needs to retain, how much water it needs to release. You combine that with you drinking different amounts of water every day. Some days you may not drink as much as you should, some days you may drink more. Um, oh, you know, water's just a big issue. <clears throat> when your body weight is fluctuating, when you're getting on the scale every day and it's you're up two pounds, you're down two pounds, or you're down three pounds, or you're up one pound, and you're like, ah, oh, crap. Or you have two or three days in a row, maybe you gained a pound, and then the next day it's even, and the next day you're up another pound, that puts you up two, and you're just freaking out, and you're like, ah, oh, God, that's why am I gaining weight? Um, well, there's a difference between gaining weight and gaining fat. You're not gaining two pounds of fat in a day. It's just you're just not doing that. It's just really not possible. Like you'd have to eat so much food to gain two pounds of fat in a day. Like I don't even know. You'd have to be eating. I don't know what it'd have to be. It'd be based on your metabolism, and and you'd still be eating ten or fifteen thousand calories or twenty thousand calories a day or some crazy amount. Nobody's eating that unless you just have a complete meltdown. So. You know, you're not gaining or losing a pound or two or three a day. Best case scenario, if you're a very large person like I was, which gives you a higher metabolism and it's easier to lose fat, you know, maybe a half a pound of fat a day is probably about your max. I would say if you're a person that only, let's say you're, you know, I needed to lose like 200 pounds or something. Let's say you're a person that only needs to lose 50 so you're, you're not carrying that, you know, you're not nearly carrying the extra fat I was, and your metabolism is not as high. The, the lower your weight is, the lower your metabolism is. That's just natural. And so a person only needs to lose 50 pounds, um, you know, it's, it'd probably be very difficult for you to lose a half a pound a day. You, you might get close. You might be losing between a quarter and a half a pound a day of, of actual body fat. So when you see the scale go up two pounds or down two pounds or something, you you know, 
just like you shouldn't get depressed that you gain two pounds because you know it's water, it's not fat, you also shouldn't get too overly excited that you lost two pounds thinking that you dropped two pounds of fat. Now, of course, you can celebrate losing two pounds because like I tell everybody, losing two pounds is losing two pounds. I don't care if it's water or fat. That's why when people say, ah, that first week of uh, keto is all uh, water weight you're dropping, doesn't mean anything. Well, if you drop 10 pounds of water weight and you're not having to carry that 10 pounds around anymore, it's something. <laughs> it's not insignificant. Um, <clears throat> there's about, for every extra pound you carry, it's about four, pound, four, four pounds per square inch of uh, force on your knees. So that's 40 pounds of pressure per square inch off your knees. You lose 10 pounds. So it's something. It's big. Um, no, it's not fat. But it uh, sure makes you feel lighter. makes you able to m- motivate and move around and have extra mobility. So, uh, you know, never never dismiss water weight loss. Although the ultimate weight loss goal is fat. You want to get the fat off. That's what's going to make you healthy. And that should be your goal. Um and I try to tell everybody, your goal is to be healthy. Your goal is not to be slim. Your goal is not to be sexy. Those are great side effects. Being slim is a great side effect of losing weight. If it makes you sexier, that's a great side effect of losing weight. But your goal is to be healthier so that you can get up and motivate more every day. You can play with your kids more every day. You can do more chores, uh, work, uh, play, passions, hobbies, uh, every day, you know, that that's the real goal of losing weight is so that your the quality of your life is increased. If you pick up some sexiness along the way, you know, or you hit a size, whatever gene you're wanting to get into along the way, that's fine. Too. It's a great side effect. But your goal is should be to be healthier today than you were yesterday. That should be your only goal. And if you'll if you'll do that, all those other things will happen. So. It's, I think I, I don't think I can stress how important it is. So I, I don't care if you weigh every day or not as long as you're able to put it in perspective, and a lot of people aren't. Um, for those that really can't put it into perspective very well, I would say you need to go to weigh once a week. You know, you need to weigh every Sunday before church or something uh, or whatever, or weigh every Monday before you go back to work. And if you're really, really bad at it, you should weigh once a month. Now, here's where that doesn't work for some people, and that's for people that will not track religiously. You know, they won't track what they're eating really. They're just like, oh, yeah, I'm doing pretty good. But they're really not doing pretty good. And then at the end of the month, they've gained 10 pounds of actual fat <laughs> because they fooled themselves or they lied to themselves or they misled themselves into thinking they were doing good with their, with their uh, eating and they really weren't. And so if you're one of those kind of people that can fool yourself into going, oh, I did pretty good this week, when really you didn't, you should be weighing every at least every week, if not every day, but every week for sure. Because if you've gained a pound at the end of the week, it's fat. Uh, maybe, maybe even two pounds. If you've gained two pounds at the end of the week, it's, it's very likely fat. Um, especially one pound. So if you're one of those people that can easily fall into that trap of, oh, yeah, I'm doing pretty good on it, but you're not tracking it, you don't really know what your fat grams were every day, you don't know what your protein was every day, you don't know what your carbs are, you're just kind of eyeballing, you're like, eh. You know, weighing can be important for you, and it, that's the way I looked at it. For me, it kept me motivated every day, and if I gained three pounds of water weight, 
you know, that never devastated me. What it made me do was watch the scale more closely the next day and the next day and the next day to see that that came back into regulation. And it always did, or not always, but 90% of the time it did. Sometimes I actually was off with my eating. And I'd be like, you know what, you, you need to buckle down. You're off the rails, uh, you know, you gained a pound this week, and it's I believe it's probably legitimately fat, and uh, you just didn't do well this week. And you know you didn't do well, looking back in hindsight. So, you know, it's hard for me to give specific advice to, uh, to, to anybody in particular. That's why I can't give specific, you know, at the very beginning of the, of the podcast, I give the disclaimer that I just can't give specific weight loss advice to you because I, I just can't. I can just tell you my experience and and some overall generalities. You know, people who easily can mislead themselves into thinking that they're doing right when they aren't, and they aren't religiously tracking, and they and they aren't nailing their macros and uh, and doing it rather consistently. That doesn't mean you didn't mess up on Tuesday. I'm talking about you know you messed up a little bit on Tuesday and you hit you know instead of hitting your 18 or 20 carbs, you hit your 20 you hit 25 or 26 carbs. You're like ah crap, I blew the day. Look, that's going to happen to the best of us occasionally. I don't know about that. I'm talking about you're consistently missing it and you're overlooking it and you're just claiming you're doing okay and you've misled yourself. And the next thing you know, you haven't lost weight. You actually gained it. That can't happen. So if you're one of those people, weighing every day could be a great tool for you. But if you're a person that, that understands that it's not about the scale, the scale is a side effect. The scale is a side effect of making right decisions. And I've I've preached this uh, for years now, even before I started doing the podcast, uh, when I would just uh, people would ask me my question or send me a message on Facebook or something, I've preached this um, since uh, e- easily since fifteen. I think it was four, uh, fourteen is when I first really seriously changed my diet, and it took me about six months to get good at it. Um, so I'd say around fifteen is where I really got dialed in with understanding you know some basic concepts of this and that was the first concept that I, that I, that really sunk into me well is uh, first you have to have the right education and you have to know that what you're doing is right once you know that it becomes a process of applying it and you just have to make great decisions every day if you make the right decisions every day the side effects which is getting smaller and the scale number going down will happen but you should never obsess over the scale moving the scale is not your goal Losing a pant size is not, it just should never be your goal. You 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 are um, focusing on the result rather than focusing on the process. Now, I know I got a lot of friends <laughs> that are Alabama fans. And if you're an Alabama fan and you love Nick Saban, you should, you should get this. This should make sense to you. Nick Saban is all about the process. And you see him, he preaches it to his players he anytime he's talking to the media, he hits it over and over and over again. It's we're not worried about outcomes, we're worried about the process. If everybody shows up and does their job every day during the week, more than likely things are going to turn out well for us on the weekend. That same principle applies to weight loss. It's the process. It's applying what you know to the best of your ability every day. If you will embrace the process rather than embracing the result, the result will happen. Embrace the process. Embrace the accountability every day. And turn it into a game. I've told a lot of people, instead of, th- instead of thinking of tracking fat and protein and, and carbs as a chore, think of it as a game. It, like, Do you remember when you played video games and you were constantly trying to hit the high score? 
Uh, I'm not into video games now. Last time I was into video games was when Mario Brothers and Nintendo first came out. God, what was that, 20 years ago? I don't even know. Um, but all I know is that it, 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 you wanted to win, but you had to get through this next level. That was always the goal. The goal was that I, once you start memorizing those levels, your goal is to nail that level, right? Because that's going to get you to the next level. Well, it's, it's, again, it's the same thing with weight loss. You're going to get through the level, and we're going to get to the end of the game. We got those things that we've learned. You know, you learned where the extra mushrooms are at, and you got to hit those blocks, and you figured this level out, and eventually you master it, and that level isn't a problem for you anymore. Weight loss is the same thing. You're going to start mastering this, mastering that, and it may take a year. It may it may take two years before you completely master how to eat right. I'm just going to be honest with you. That doesn't mean you won't have success along the way. That means you won't lose weight along the way. But it takes a long time to master a new way of eating. It takes a long way to completely reprogram your brain, to re- completely relearn everything that you learned that was wrong your entire life. Um, think about it. You learned wrong. If you're 25, you've learned wrong for 25 years. You're not going to 100% reverse that in six months. No, it's going to take you a few years to 100% reverse it. But you need to always be just striving for it. So so everything that you know now, keep reinforcing it. Keep doing it to the best of your ability. And when you have failures or when you learn new information, take that and apply it to what you already know, which will improve you as a person, which will make you even better at what you're doing. And for gosh sakes, don't beat yourself up over mistakes. Mistakes are learning experiences. Failures are learning experiences. You never get better if you fail. You know, if you never fail, you never get better because things there's no reason to. You're just kind of coasting through life and you're on whatever level you're on. And you don't ever push yourself up to a new level. You just be bopping along. But if you'll ever push yourself, you'll fail. People who never fail are not pushing themselves. People who never fail are not expanding themselves. People who never fail are never trying to do anything better than what they're doing now. You're in the minority. You're in the upper echelon. You're an elite person if you fail. You should embrace failure. You should wrap your arms around it and hug it and go, my God, I'm better than people that aren't failing because I'm pushing myself to a new high. I'm pushing myself to a place that's uncomfortable to me. I'm pushing myself to a place that I don't completely know all the answers yet. I'm opening up the door when I don't exactly know everything that's behind it, but I'm willing to step through it and embrace it because I'm tired of being in the hallway. I'm ready to move through a door that I don't know what's behind, and I'm going to fail. And when that door opens, I'm going to be presented with new things that is going to cause me to fail, but it's going to be glorious because I'm going to learn from that failure, and I'm going to apply what I learned from that failure, and I'm going to be better at what I'm trying to accomplish. So this went from an informational podcast to a motivational podcast. I try to do a little bit of both. I hope that it helps you. But look, ketogenic diet, there's not a lot to it. Um, You know, basically the number one thing you want to do is keep your carbohydrates to 20 grams or less a day. And then everything else is going to be basically protein and fat. And what does protein and fat look like? Well, it's meat. It's meat and eggs, some cheese. Um, that's about it. And then the other things you add on are, are green, non-starchy vegetables. So that's not corn. That's not potatoes. It's not carrots. It's greens. It's leafy greens. It's asparagus. It's broccoli. It's uh, cauliflower. Um, it's Brussels sprouts. Uh, those type things. 
And um, the last thing that I would say is when you uh, eat those greens and stuff, fat them up. If you're cooking greens, you you cook them in butter or you cook them in lard, you know, cook them in bacon grease. You fat them up. Vegetables are are vehicles to haul fat around. So when you when you uh, broil those uh, or roast those uh, roast that asparagus in the oven, uh, you dump two three tablespoons of butter in that pan. <laughs> and when you dip that as put that asparagus on your plate. You take some of that butter out of that pan and you pour it over the drizzle it over the top of them. So you're getting that butter. You don't leave that butter in the pan. All right, and that's it. That's it. And you eat when hungry. Don't eat when you're not hungry. Eat when you're hungry. Don't eat when you're not hungry. This is one of the biggest questions I get. People are like, man, I wasn't hungry yesterday, but I knew I needed to eat, so I went ahead and ate dinner. What? You You weren't hungry, but you knew you needed to eat? That's a lie from the fitness industry. That's a lie from doctors that don't know what they're talking about. That's a lie from the health officials. That's a lie from the government. No. If you're not hungry, you don't need to eat. Now, when you were eating a lot of carbs and you were addicted to sugar and you were a sugar addict, you know, and your body wasn't being sustained properly and your hunger singles were all wrong and everything, who knows what you needed to eat. There's no way to know. You're an addict, like a cocaine addict, fiending for caffeine, uh, for cocaine. Who knows when you were hungry and when you weren't hungry? Who knows when it was just your addiction calling? You you had no way of knowing. But now once you're on a ketogenic diet and your hunger signals are working right and leptin is working right again and ghrelin's working right again and all this stuff that's in your body that's supposed to work correctly that lets you know when to eat or not eat is working right, then no, you, don't just, you just eat when you're hungry. Eat when you're hungry. Eat till you're, uh, till you're satiated, and then you stop eating, and you don't eat until you get hungry again. Well, that should have been a whole nother podcast. I hope you guys are doing well. I appreciate you listening. Um, I do have a, a keto coaching group where um, you get me and all my knowledge in a group, and we support each other. And um, you have me personally to answer your questions, and it all happens in a Facebook group. I charge a very small fee to be a member of that group. And if you'd like to be a member of the weight loss group, you can just shoot me a message. Just uh, find me on Facebook and shoot me a message. Uh, Fat Guy Podcast is my Facebook page. Shoot me a message on there. Say, hey, I want to join the Keto Coaching Group. And um, I'll send you a link to get signed up. It's just that easy. Add us on the social medias. Fat Guy Podcast is a username, no matter which uh, one you're looking at. And to share this, you never know whose life you'll change by sharing this. You literally could change somebody's life by sharing this podcast on your Facebook page. Um, that's how I found it, and it changed my life. That's how I know that that's not just BS, that that's the actual truth. Good luck in your journey. I hope what I've said today helps. We'll talk to you next time. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.